Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday. We've got a great lineup today. We've got Stubergear, mm. Pat Gray. Mm -hmm. Stayed in the building for us. Thank you, Pat, for that. And we've got uh, Mr. Jonathan Dunn. I'm back he's, again. He's not come, uh, went back to Ireland yet. No, you haven't kicked me out yet, but yeah. it's, well, it's happening. We've got ice on mm -hmm. the way mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. to the studio. I escaped them last week, but I, I hear I don't think I'm going to escape this week. Uh, all right, Stu, what's the top story for you? Uh, the guy who owns the team that lost to the Eagles in Super Bowl 52 um, is Robert Kraft. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is with the New England I Patriots. Saw what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, uh, and uh, he apparently got busted in a prostitution sting, proving once again the Patriots always cheat. All <laughs> <laughs> right, Pat. I think it's uh, Vermont's new abortion law. Mm. All right. Okay. Jonathan. Life, life, life is precious, and we must stand for it. Okay. All right. Obviously. I feel like yours are better than mine. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's the Patriots. I'm going with that. Anyway. Obviously, a lot to get into there. Uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so <clears throat> I was in a car accident, I don't know, several years ago, and car was totaled. And uh, the person whose fault it was walked away with like this really, I think it was like a broken collarbone, four weeks in a sling, totally healed, no other issues. Mm. I walked away with herniated and protruding discs and uh, a knee problem for life that I had to then get surgery on. And so you're a mess is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. it was not exactly what you would call equal <laughs> in terms of injuries. Um, and if only we had Bernie Sanders to equal I know, it out to a little equal bit. equal it out. Cause some pain, more pain to the person who caught, you know, was the other person in the accident. I'm now, the yes. I'm now on the Bernie train. Yes. I'm now on the Bernie train. baby burn. Uh, so <laughs> I couldn't find any relief. Uh, I tried acupuncture. I tried, of course, massage. I tried pharmaceutical drugs. I just could not find anything that would relieve me from being in pain literally all day long until Relief Factor. I know it's worked for Glenn as well. So it's 100% drug-free. Uh, it tackles the inflammation in our bodies that we don't really realize uh, until we start taking it that that is a lot of the time the root of the problem. You can try their three-week quick start pack now for $19.95. 70% of the people who try it go on to keep ordering it. It's working for that many people. It can work for you. And it's 20 bucks to find out. Go to relieffactor.com or you can call 800-500-8384 if you still use those things called telephones to actually talk. I don't know how many people I think people still do that occasionally. It just, mm -hmm. it just text on it, I feel. <laughs> we don't really like talking to people anymore. But you can if you want, relieffactor.com. All right, Robert Kraft. Yes, uh, this is a, an interesting tale. Apparently in Florida, um, there's been an arrest of, uh, actually of 200 people. Um, Robert Kraft is just one of them. Who was? Uh, it was a prostitution sting um, where he was apparently soliciting prostitutes um, in a uh, classy uh, strip mall uh, shopping center mm. day spa, which mm. is... Um, well, one thing that's interesting about this story is, um, is that this is the first time a billionaire has ever been to a shopping center strip mall for any reason. Uh, that doesn't happen. So when you see a billionaire, you see a limo pull up and a billionaire gets out and goes into a day spa in a shopping center, you know something shady is going on. And apparently there was. And, you know, you might say, well, uh, you know, what's he going to say? He might say that this, you know, there was no, nothing happened. I mean, it's behind closed doors. They apparently have video of it. Uh, video of the sex act with Robert Kraft and uh, the, the 
very talented, I'm sure, masseuse, uh, <laughs> who worked next to the 7-Eleven where this day spa was uh, Many years running. of training. I'm sure. To be I'm in sure. that day spa. You have to go to college for a long time, yes. as far as I understand, to uh, Is that a three or four-year degree? I think it's a four. It may even be more than that. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe you have to do, maybe it's an apprenticeship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she got a scholarship from Mike Rowe. <laughs> there you go. Who knows? That's a good point. Dirty jobs. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't think Mike was ever in an episode like that at a day spa. That would have been one I think maybe didn't air. Um, it's an interesting thing, I think, that, uh, you know, you, it's so perplexing. I, we talked about this a little bit before we got in the air. Like, if you're a billionaire and, like, you have all these wonderful things you can do with your life and you really can do anything, you can change people's lives, you can build businesses, you, you, you can do all these things. Billionaires are so often looked at in this really negative light, you know, where, the, you know, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes of the world, you know, there shouldn't even be any billionaires. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren's saying that now. Bernie Sanders is saying it. And here's a guy who's you know, been able, through a, a wonderful business career, to put together something really impressive and can go anywhere. He can do anything. And he finds himself at a, next to a 7-Eleven with like the, you know, the little like, uh, tranquil music on and the one little tiny fountain they bought at Home Depot in the, in the, uh, in the waiting room. And he's hooking up with, with random masseuses. I, I just... It is one of those things that is completely perplexing. Well, there's something called the Patriot Way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's <laughs> the Patriot Way. Yeah. Um, well, he, she, he did at one point say, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Patriot Way. That's what they say. That's, that the Patriot Way is mm-hmm. do your job. That's right. He did say that? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, he said it. I don't, I don't know he said it in this context. In that. Okay. Um, but okay. uh, that, that, I wouldn't be surprised if that's on the video. Uh, I, it's just an amazing thing. It's amazing. It, it really is. And it's I, sad. There's so much. There's so much there to kind of dissect. It, do you feel like though that you know when you get to that level of just you know having that much money, you you feel like you're untouchable? Uh, I guess you do. I mean, the idea that he thinks he could go into a day spa next to a Seven Eleven or whatever in a strip mall is is it's completely insane. Like, I mean, if 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 Robert Kraft wants to hook up with a prostitute, let me walk you through the process, Rob. Please. Uh, the process <laughs> is you get one of your people, yeah. okay, to call to figure out the local area that has uh, the local contact that has the high class. Uh, prostitutes where you pay thousands of dollars an hour and then you have like two separate hotel rooms oh, next yes. to each other one not under your name and one in your name and she goes to the other one and then you do like a check of a full security check of the room and a million things happen and then the little door that goes in between the rooms opens and Bob walks in that's how you do that I think uh, I'm not you know I haven't actually given it a whirl yet but uh, I can can I change my story I think the story's not about Robert Kraft it's how you know all this <laughs> you I'm a player that does not sound yeah, like your first time doing like, this. Like, you certainly don't. Yeah, you certainly don't go to the place that's charging like twenty six dollars for the evening, right? Like that is not the place you go if you're if you're Robert Kraft. Well, he wants to save his money. That's true. Maybe that's how he got to be a billionaire. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how are you going like to stay a billionaire I mean, if you, you spend too much on prostitution? There is a something where, Same you know. where you can. Exactly. There is something, um, and, you know, this goes back to, there's been some, uh, some famous lines about money being the root of all evil. <laughs> um, and, like, it doesn't make you evil. But if you have things in your m- brain and things you want to do, it does free you up to do these things. We've seen this example with uh, Epstein in Florida. Where we had a big story about that. I mean, I remember on News & Why of this guy who was, getting like high school girls to come over and give him massages as well. We've seen it, uh, you know, I mean, Spitzer's not a billionaire, but he certainly went through this same type of thing. The guy we've mentioned, uh, Larry Hilbum from uh, DHL, the H and DHL, 
basically built his own island, you know, started his own island. Um, there was a small population there, but he took it over basically with the idea of hooking up with as many underage girls as possible, and he did that all around the world. Um, you, know, you know, John McAfee's doing all sorts of, he's not a billionaire either, he's close, but he's done, uh, he's done a lot of uh, crazy stuff. I mean, there's something about that. If you get to that level of wealth, it frees you up in your mind yeah. to be able to do whatever you want without, circu- uh, without consequences. And as Robert Kraft is finding out, um, you know, when one of the things you do is really evil, like owning the New, York, uh, New England Patriots, Bad things will happen to you, um, and I, you know he, what he should do is fold the team. There's really no other. There's <laughs> yeah, no other. Fold the team, yeah. fire Tom Brady. Yes. Um, if you do that, then I think he. I would. I would be for excusing him, yes. clearing him of all of these crimes. Yes. Uh, but I think that is part of it. Like you, if you get enough money to be able, it's, it's that fu money thing. Mm-hmm. It can be used for great things. Like you say, like mm-hmm. screw you, I'm not doing this job. I don't care what you say. Elon Musk says that to people all the time, I'm sure. But it also puts you in that position of, oh, I can do whatever I want. Right. Is but it possible the, that this was a suggestion from Giselle Bündchen to go through this ritual so that the Patriots <laughs> would win? Yes. And maybe this is one thing he had to do. He had to get in with a prostitute at the Asian Day Spa yeah. uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. and maybe that's how they won the Super Bowl. I don't that know. Is, I mean, because Tom had to go through a bunch of stuff, too. Maybe Robert Kraft had to do it. But this is real, too, right? She's like, yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, I don't say witch. it's real, but she actually believes she's a witch. And so apparently does Tom. And you don't, an you don't believe her mm-hmm. that she's a witch? She seems mm-hmm. very nice to me. Uh, but she actually thinks she's a witch and apparently does these rituals with Tom Brady. And I don't know how else you explain being down 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl and winning it's working, it. So, right? <laughs> exactly. It's working. Well, Except I, I would just like to point out something. Uh. Who can point this? I would add to that. Mm-hmm. Is her witchcraft didn't work on the New York Giants. Who ah. is 2 and 0 against the, the, the Patriots. And until your team, mm-hmm. we're the only team to beat the Patriots under Tom Brady in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So clearly, you know, what we're learning here <laughs> is the Giants and the Eagles are impervious, are godly teams. Yes. And they, witchcraft doesn't work on them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, here in Dallas, Texas, where uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, are from, we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you mean um, the Cowgirls? <laughs> Pat, tell us about the Vermont House. Uh, this is pretty amazing. Um, they just passed uh, an abortion bill that allows abortion at any stage of the pregnancy for any reason. So any stage, mm. any reason. And, the, and is the language, um, is the language, does it literally say for any reason or is it more yeah. nuanced like the previous the bills? Right, yeah. like the, in New York, it was very difficult to find the actual language. And um, the bill said, reads, you know, every individual who becomes pregnant has the fundamental right to choose to carry a pregnancy to term, give birth to a child, or to have an abortion, period. So, so no, no health of the mother, even even right. that BS qualifier is no. not in there. Um, in fact, and this passed 106 to 36, so it wasn't even close. Jeez. was not even close. Um, Republicans tried to get a couple of uh, restrictions. They tried to get, um, they, they tried to have an uh, amendment that would pre- preclude an abortion until you at least have an ultrasound. Okay, at least see what's inside. Nope. Uh, Democrats voted that down. Then another amendment would have required minors to get parental consent. That's crazy. Nope. Not even that. So this is an incredible 
this is at least as bad, if not worse, than the New York bill. So you said at any age. At, at any age, even yes. minors. Yes, even minors. Incredible. I mean, because that, that is Without definitely, parental permission. Without the health of the mother thing. I mean, functionally, anyone who wants to get an abortion in New York or uh, in this Virginia yeah. proposed law that didn't wind up going through, you could have had one by, you know, any... BS reason. I don't feel good. Uh, you know, my, my my cousin might not like it. I mean, mm-hmm. they even said familial is one of the reasons. Like, but, if something in your family you find to be objective would object to the baby, you could have an abortion. But they had a little bit of, of mask on that. At least there was right? something. Yes. Right? Like, at least you had. They to, knew that the optics were bad. At least you had to not only kill a baby but also lie about an excuse if you needed one. Um, this one is like seems to be anything goes. Any, anything goes. Yeah. Um, here's another part of the uh, of the bill: a fertilized egg embryo or fetus shall not have independent rights under Vermont law. So, so if really you're an unborn baby, you have no rights. Period. Do you think that the people are going to eventually swing back on this? Because as we've discussed Hi. many times on this program, the statistics are not in their favor yeah. for this mm-hmm. radicalized view of abortion. 80 to 14 in the third trimester against. And yet they're going full speed ahead. This is the third state now. It is starting to sweep across the East Coast. Yeah, and one of the reasons for this is the is the Kavanaugh uh, situation because these states are saying, well, we know Kavanaugh is going to get in there and overturn Roe versus Wade, so we want to have our state constitution set up so we're protected because if Roe versus Wade was overturned, as we've talked about many times, it would go back to the states, mm-hmm. and the states would have a decision to make as to whether they wanted abortion or not. Um, and so these states are trying to get ahead of that, mm-hmm. um, which uh, in some ways you can kind of understand if you're a pro-choice state. You want it's a, it's a nice way to assuage your you know your, your your voters, right? To say, oh well, we're already ahead of this. We're already doing something about this. So this is us. But I mean, again, it's 80 to 14 against in the third trimester. This is not a close call. It's not even a close call in the second trimester. I believe it's a 36 point ever, split. Have there. they ever even done a, stu- a survey of after a birth? If you can go ahead and euthanize the baby after the birth, because you know, for instance, New York and right. Virginia it was proposed that even after it's born, you can go ahead and kill the baby if it's born alive or there's a failed abortion. Uh, I'd like to see the stats on that. Is there anybody who thinks that's okay? And that's kind of where we are. I mean, the, the, the story of the, um, young, the earliest born baby ever that lived um, is a baby that was born, I believe it was 21 weeks and five days. And the mother went in and lied to the doctors and said she was further along in the pregnancy than she was because if she didn't do that, they, wouldn't, they weren't going to help the baby if it was born. They weren't going to help. They, oh, wow. They were going to let it, uh, they, they don't, they're not forced to do it until 24 weeks. They were not forced to actually try to help the baby that was alive until 24 weeks. So she actually lied about her baby being a little bit older, so they did try to resuscitate it, and of course it lived. As we all know, the age of viability is coming down I mean, mm-hmm. right now we've only 21 weeks and five days is the youngest. The only reason for that is because they're not even trying earlier than that. They're not even attempting it. We know we could save more babies and earlier than that. Um, but so far it hasn't happened because the, our idea is, and when it happened at Roe versus Wade, the idea was viability is about 24 weeks. So it, it's the, in the mindset and it's in the system that it's 24 weeks. Anything before that, they don't really have to do much of anything, which is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's murderous. It's yeah. murderous. Yeah. yeah. And here's the problem. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. There's the problem that we need to address. You know, we need to stand for principles. America is exceptional for certain principles. One is your founders are crystal clear in the Declaration of Independence. You have a right to life. 
Life right now has been attacked on all sides. You're seeing it in abortion where, you know, Republicans with the greatest respect are going, oh, well, you know, we're, we're okay with it, but just try and get an ultrasound. We need to start making the case of why everyone has a mission in this world. You have a purpose. You're unique. There is no one like you. There's no one like you, Stu. No one like you, Pat. No one like you, Sarah. <laughs> there is. <laughs> but everyone is unique. There's some, we may have similarities in politics and ideologies and race and who we sleep with, our favorite food, but there's something inside of you that makes you inherently unique. And we need to start standing for it because you're seeing life attacked on all sides. You're seeing it on abortion. Mm -hmm. The mask is off. What's next? Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you know, if you live till two, you live till three, you can be murdered. You're seeing it in Europe with euthanasia where you're getting attacked. You know, well, you're too much of a cost benefit. You're now starting to see it with stories like Alfie Evans and Charlie Gard and this case a couple of weeks ago and David Reese where you're becoming, you know, it's, you've, you're compassionate. You have a right to die with dignity. Mm -hmm. Life is under attack. And if we don't start understanding that this is a fundamental, nothing else to me is more important. You know, we can have disagreements mm -hmm. on tax policies or whether you like mm -hmm. Donald Trump or whether you like the media. Compared to life, they're nothing. They're, and we need to start having these conversations. And it has to start in the media because we're, we're sitting at a table with people in the media. I'm sure you've been told this and I know you've been told and I'm sure you've been told, hey, John, don't talk about pro-life issues. It's not popular. It doesn't do right. Well, we need to start and say, I don't care. We need to start talking about this because fundamentally, if we don't start talking about life, it's going to be all taken away from us. Because right. guess what? What? It starts with abortion and it starts going into this. John, you're overweight. You're, you're too much of a cost to society. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know, and you think that's funny and it is a joke. Yeah, right, right. They're doing this to Down syndrome yeah. in, in thing. Yeah. You're yeah. seeing all these stories in Iceland where you know, we've solved Down syndrome. It's not because of medical advancement, right. which medical, as you write, the 21 weeks and five days. Medicine's getting better all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not, no, we just kill it. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's go. I know that there is more to say on, mm -hmm. on this topic. Let's take a break. We'll be back. They've already suggested it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so, might I suggest, it is Friday, right? So if you have any big, like, dinner plans, you're going to a party... Usually here in America, that involves stuffing our faces with food, mm -hmm. right? Are there any dinner plans other than big dinner plans? Well, parties. Okay. Oh, right. Turkey, parties also. Good. What do you do at a party? Eat. You stuff your face with food, mm -hmm. right? Um, then you may step on the scale and not like the number that you see because you are constantly stuffing your face with food. You're not going to believe this, Sarah. I've been there. No. It right? happens when you get to the point no. where there is no number. Where That's there's no number? Well, no. it goes past, kind of like if it goes past the top number, yeah, yeah. it gets into that white area in between yeah, yeah. the, yeah, that's, 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 that's. The digital one just says ERR for Jeffy error. scale says <laughs> one at a time, please. <laughs> uh, so might I suggest Ridgezone uh, before you go out to those big dinners or big parties. So the folks at Ridgezone have uh, put the good molecule in olive oil into a capsule for you to take before your meals. It's been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So you're not going to gorge yourself at those parties. Now, if you do want to gorge yourself at those parties, I mean, that's your choice. Yeah, and then bounce back with Urgizone, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. It works both ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're looking to lose some weight or you're just trying to maintain, I use it to maintain. It works beautifully for me. Go to ridizone.com and use promo code THEBLAZE to get 30% off of a three-month supply. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code BLAZE. Um, Really quickly, we've been working with the, the folks at Ridgizone. We had, a while back, we had a bunch of people come in and give their testimonials. 
And we just went through, I just went through and looked at some of those videos. And I mean, it's amazing. I can't wait to start showing those um, to oh, nice. the audience on Blaze TV because it's like, it's not just me. Like, don't take my word for it. We had people in studio coming in and talking about it. And they were just, their stories were amazing. So I'm really excited to show those um, here in the coming weeks. All right. So we were talking about uh, the issue of pro-life. And you mentioned, you know, this is the most important issue. This is what we need to be talking about, um, you know. People used to say, don't, don't talk about this. I just want to say, 10 years ago, I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I, guys, when you get up on the debate stage, do you have to bring it up? Because yeah. you know it's going to lose you votes, right? Like, just, just shut up about it. We mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, but just don't talk about it because they're going to make you out to look radical. And now, where we're at now, mm-hmm. it's one of my top issues because the the left has gone so far left, so extreme that it, I agree with you that it is one of the most important things, you know, that we should be talking about because without this, nothing else matters. Um, But I feel like I, surely I'm not the only one who was in that position who said, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but like, do you have to be so in their faces about it? Uh, It's going to cost you some votes. Now there's no way people can be, I mean, people cannot be silent. I think the important thing that it's, it's so relevant is how we discuss it. You know, I think so many people are, you know, telling the table, you can't do it, you're a murderer, you're going to rot in hell. Mm-hmm. I, I think the answer is very simple. Maybe it's, I, I, maybe I'm being stupid here or wrong, but I, I believe all life is precious. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it breaks down. Like, can you think of a more inequality statement? All life is precious. I don't care where you're born, where you live, your race, who you sleep with. Because it, it's not a Christian issue. People go, well, there you go, and your Christian beliefs. I'm saying everyone, atheists, Muslims, everyone has a right to life. And that they're precious and that they're individual. And there is no more, if we can start sharing this true passion, and it's not saying, hey, guess what, you're going to hell, or, you know, you have no morals if you believe in abortion. You just have to, we have to break it down and just be an empowering message that we're going to stand for everyone. Because that's what America was built on, rights for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been doing around speaking and people are going, where America's root founders are, you talk about them, but they were slave owners. I always ask one simple question, they weren't. They were slave owners, but they were for everyone. The proof of it is the Declaration of Independence. If they were even remotely pro-slavery, would they include the following statement, all men are created equal? The answer is no, because I can give you the historical text. If they were pro-slavery and they didn't believe life is precious, they would have just followed on with the Magna Carta. They would have said, mm-hmm. all free men are created equal. They didn't. That is what we fundamentally need to stand for, because America stands for ideals. If America wants to be exceptional again, you need to get back to those principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Without them, you will just be a great country or an average country or just like everyone else. I don't want that for y'all. I want you to be the beacon of light. But it starts with life and saying everyone matters. Everyone. Everyone. There is no exclusivity. It's for everyone. I love how this uh, foreigner over here comes over and tells us what we need to be doing in our country. Well, it's right? funny. You know, normally we do say that, right? Like, I don't, don't come over here like some <laughs> European, like, oh, you guys should do this. And, like, I, we brush it off. The issue of uh, life is different. I mean, uh, Europe, uh, we, we did this on Wonderful World of Stew a little while ago. And if you, when you look at the laws between Europe and the United States, um, the most countries in Europe have abortion laws that are more conservative than even the state of Utah has. Uh, unbelievable. It is an unbelievable thing. And, and, you know, even when they have similar laws, the hoops they make you go through, days of counseling and, 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 and getting, uh, you know, several doctors to approve on it. There's like step after step after step after step to get these things done here. 
uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, very little. Uh, I know in Ireland was one of the last holdouts when it comes to abortion. And, and it's really sad because, I mean, you talk about you're always complimenting our principles. But how long has that principle been in Ireland? When abortion was illegal in every case for a very long time. Yes. And became they gave they did uh, life of the mother mm-hmm. a little while ago. And then just this Surprised. last year, yes. it changed completely. Yes. But there's a couple of key lessons that we need to learn, and we can all learn these lessons. The, the lesson is Margaret Thatcher made a statement once, and it's relevant for all your politics. First you win the argument, then you win the election. The pro-choice people, the pro-abortion people in Ireland actually followed that to a T. They started making the emotional argument and gaining people and reaching out to young people. The other lesson that we need to learn about is that your credibility matters. One of the reasons Ireland was a long holdout, forget what you think of the the church as a whole, the Catholic church is a big thing. Ireland is a predominantly Catholic church country. What happened that made them erosion of the rights and abortion become legal? The child sex scandal and all the church, the way they dug it under, they put it Mm. under the carpet. They had no credibility. How can you have a priest standing up going, abortion is wrong, and you're like, in the backyard, even I did it, because I saw some of the sermons where they're going, Oh, so it's, it's okay, wrong to be a pro-abortion, but you're all okay with priests touching each other and doing incredibly bad things to children. You have no credibility to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to take a break. Back in a minute. Jonathan, tell everyone where they can find you with uh, with the Blaze. On Envy, where you can get a podcast, where you can find Pat's show, where you can find Ben's show, SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah. Local Freedoms Disciple. It's free every Saturday, 12 noon Eastern, new episode. Awesome. And um, we're going to get more into the conversation. I think that you had one more point that you wanted to make. We can do that in overtime. Uh, what he said off air was, uh, I'm a little bit of a talker. Mm-hmm. And I want to <laughs> give you the ability to make your point. Overtime starts now. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, All right, Jonathan, uh, before we move on to Bernie Sanders, which... Oh, burn, baby, burn. Yes. I know, he's my idol. I love Bernie. <laughs> Continue, because I know that, that you wanted to make two quick points. Just on the on the, the, the abortion and the life thing, that you were asking, Stu, so you were asking about what happened in Ireland. The other thing that happened was the church went quiet. The fundamental importance, and this is why it upsets me so much, is you look at American history. The revolution did not start in 1776 and wasn't against the British. It started in about 1720 at a pulpit. The, you know, p- words today are poll test of what sounds good, what we put in a speech, what we name an act. The tr- truths to become self-evident were preached at a pulpit. That's how Thomas Jefferson would say we hold these truths to be self-evident because people heard it from a priest or a pastor at a pulpit and then we're discussing it at a dinner table that everyone went, yeah, you have a right to life. And that's what we need to get back to. We need to, The church needs to wake up all of yeah. it. The Christian needs to end the Christian purity test. Mm-hmm. You're a real Christian, by the way. I love <laughs> it. Um, I know people say you don't talk to me all the time. But we need to come together on principles. No, it's amazing. Mormons are not real. Are not real Christians. But that on the fundamental thing, we need to come together uh-huh. and unite. Life is precious. And luckily, Jonathan d- does make the distinctions on that. he's, yeah. he's the authority. So yeah. we're I know. Yeah. So we're done. I'm, I'm the only we're person done. who can talk about this issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat and I used to, we used to talk about this all the time. Of like, you know, uh, churches have gone in very weird places, uh, and you know, um, this comes to politics. Uh, very connected to politics. Uh, I think, like you see. 
a lot of times you get the argument, even from churches, where they'll say, like, well, you know, the, why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying this moral thing? Well, you know, like, that's not going to work, or it's not going to be effective, or we're not going to win with these things. And it's like, your job is to not to care about that. Like, your job is to say the thing mm-hmm. when you're, like, up against a wall with a gun in your face and you stick to it. That's yeah, the whole point. it's right or it's not. Right. It's the whole point. It should never be affected yeah. by pragmatic anything. It's supposed to be 100% principle all the time. If, if you have zero people in that building, you should still be saying the same exact things as if it's going to cost you all your church or your tax-exempt status or, 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 your, or somebody else, somebody you don't like is going to get elected, whatever that is. The whole point, if you can't get that from church you can't get it from anywhere and so many churches i feel like all across the country in various faiths and, and everything else have have, have, a, have abandoned that for uh, a pragmatic view of of the earth like whatever whatever is the issue of the day and that is not a good thing not a good thing you look at how the left has handled things like climate change where they've harped on this for 30 years uh gay marriage where the, they were up against a 70-30 split against yeah. same-sex even, even marriage. more dramatic than that. It, or more dramatic. And, and gender rights, transgender rights, all this fluidity stuff, none of that stuff was even considered a few years ago. And look at how quickly that all changed because they kept talking about yeah. it. And demanding it. And demanding it. That's the way we should have been. There wasn't a counter. Right. We need to have like when when you when the people talk about socialism and communism and ideologies, you need to be a counter. America is at its best when you're the counter, saying, "No, these are principles. These are consistent. We will never ever change." When I think you're at mm-hmm. your best, it's the Statue of Liberty. You're ho- if you look at the Statue of Liberty, she's holding those principles. It never stops. It's never like, "Well, I'm holding these today. They're popular, but come back tomorrow, I could be holding something else." No, no, I'm holding them firm and I'm shining the light for the world. They never change. That's yeah. why nature's law and nature's God is important. Nature's law said 240 years ago, these are the principles. Today they're true and in the future they're true. The other people, uh, pro Bernie Sanders, which we get to now, is believing in the law of man. It's how you can have, it's consistent for Hillary Clinton. In 2008, on the Senate floor to go, I believe in a fundamental society, it's a bedrock of our society, one marriage, right. one man, one woman. Yeah. And then four years later, eh, it was only a bit of quicksand, yeah. you know, and I've changed my mind. But it's consistent because man's law is always changing. It goes with populism. It goes with, it's a wave election. It becomes popular. And then guess what? In 10 years, if it goes back to the exact opposite, they'll fundamentally change again as well. There's nothing consistent. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Bernie Sanders keeps giving us these cute little gifts of uh, videos being yeah. pulled from the 80s. Yes, it's pretty interesting. A lot of these are coming from uh, Reagan Battalion, which is a Twitter account mm-hmm. that that which is, is great. That is Everyone a, should be following. Yeah, Reagan they've Battalion. they've they've come up with a lot of good stuff over the years. It's interesting that it's all coming out now. Remember, this guy ran a campaign against Hillary Clinton. Now, I, maybe it was because they never really considered him a threat to win that election. You know, people are like, "Well, they they stole it from Bernie. Bernie lost by millions of votes. It was not as close as as a lot of people say it was. Um, so maybe they just didn't. They just never pulled out all the stops." Um, or maybe they thought these sort of videos would actually help him in a primary. <laughs> the Democratic side, I don't, I don't know. But he's praising uh, all sorts of uh, you know, Soviet Union and Cuba. Let's watch a couple of them. And I, I think the interesting part about is where, where are these things actually coming from? How are they getting, uh, how are they coming out now as opposed to last time? Let's watch. For some reason, I've been very excited when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. I was a kid and I remember reading that. And it was just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather ugly rich people. 
And I remember, again, very distinctly, a very distinct feeling. I was watching the debates. You remember the famous Nixon-Kennedy debates? That was the first time the presidential candidates actually debated. And I was becoming increasingly interested in politics, didn't know much, but was interested. I remember sitting in the student lounge at our dormitory watching the debate. And at that time, well, we can talk about Cuba now, I was very excited and impressed by the, the Cuban Revolution. I mean, that, like that is the type of thing that every other moment in the last hundred years means you absolutely are not being, you're done. Your campaign's mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. if one of these videos comes out. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's just, it might even help him. It might be Bernie leaking these things himself. It's also interesting. He didn't have a brush 30 years ago, and he doesn't have a brush or a comb today. Well, it's, cap- it's a capitalist um, invention, as yeah. far as I know. <laughs> right. Uh. And so maybe socialists just don't have access to that kind of technology. I don't know. It's only the, the ugly rich people <laughs> yeah, that's, who have okay. access to that. That's probably what it is. Uh, we have another Bernie, too, yeah. I think. Let's, uh, let's tune into a little more socialism here. Most of the people here also were extremely impressed by their public transportation system. Talk about the Soviet Union. The stations themselves were absolutely beautiful, uh, including many works of art, chandeliers that were beautiful. It was a very, very effective system. Also, I was impressed by the youth programs that they have, uh, their palaces of, of, of culture for, for the young people, a whole variety of, young, uh, of programs for young people, and cultural programs which go far beyond what we do in this country. Uh, we went to a, a, a theater in Yaroslavl, which was absolutely beautiful, had three separate stages where cultural programs are put on by professional actors and actresses, including a puppeteer uh, area. And the cost, the highest price of the ticket that you can get was the equivalent of $1.50. Now, I'm not exactly sure what a youth program is. Uh, that part I don't know. The youth? The youth program? I don't yeah. know what a youth program is. But other than that, I find there would be a tad... A little bit of strange logic when you praise a country for putting chandeliers and puppet shows on when they're killing, you know, 20 million of their own people. That seems to me to be not worth it. Like, I, th- I mean, puppet shows are great, but I feel like you know, <laughs> keeping people alive is a little higher than that. I think oh, you're I underestimating puppet shows, frankly. <laughs> See, that's why we have a debate on the yeah, show. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good debate. But here's the thing. You know, he's <laughs> Mr. Socialist and hates the rich. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I think of chandeliers and train stations yeah. and wanting that, I don't think of the working class or the No, I don't class. either. I think of that's where Robert Kraft should be going. That should be Robert Kraft's train station. Yeah. There's chandeliers and there's beautiful... But have you ever seen a picture with a train station with a chandelier? I would love to see that. Cause no. I mean, look, you know, you look at Grand Central Station. Some of those are beautiful. Like, they're beautiful oh, okay. buildings. I mean, they're, they're, I, I can understand the idea of, of wanting something like that. But when it, what's the cost of it? Mm-hmm. Like, the cost of it here. I mean, how many lives could they have saved for the stupid chandelier cost? I mean, puppet shows are obviously good enough to have. You know, it's another story. Yeah. Uh, if they're especially you if they're good puppet, puppet shows. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we were talking about this today. I feel like a puppet show is worth about one million dead. Uh, chandeliers, another okay. five hundred thousand dead. I, I'd right. spend for what, each chandelier, um, and then the youth programs. I don't know exactly because I don't know what it is, but I'd say probably another ten million dead Easy. Uh, for any youth program. Easy. So but I think you have to also understand the principle of why he's wrong and why America is exceptional. He said about the, every revolution and the Cuban Revolution, it was the poor people going yep. against the nasty rich. Yep. It's exactly right. America is the exact opposite. Where every other nation, and including you're seeing the yellow vest protesters in France, are they're the people who monetarily have nothing to lose and everything to gain, causing a revolution. America's revolution was the exact opposite. Yeah. It was the bourgeoisie, the greedy capitalists, the millionaire and billionaires, the 54 signers who had fame, fortune, stature in society, everything. property, right. who put everything their name to on lose. Their, yeah, they had everything to lose mm-hmm. and nothing to gain by a little idea called yeah. freedom. It destroyed many of their lives. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, but they didn't care. This was more important to them. Again, no, it's the same thing we were just talking about with principles. Stand 
stand, stand on them. Yes. And, uh, you know, to your point on going back in history, I feel like a lot of the, the disconnect with the, this younger generation who is latching onto this democratic socialism train and what Bernie has to say is that they, they're not even being taught history anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So how are they supposed to put these two things together? They're, like, they can't take his, his comments right here. Right. They don't know the context of what he's even talking about. Right, they don't know the history, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're just like, "Cool, I'd like a really cheap puppet show." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, there's they have absolutely no context to 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 you know uh, determine really what he's talking about and what what else is taking place at that time. What well, we, person you, have you talked to that said, "Cool, it's a free puppet show"? Is there, have you actually met a person who's? I know many like six. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, okay. that's not six. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Not, so. You did say young people. So. I did. I said okay. the young people. The young people who I do you. I'm sure you know many six-year-olds who talk about I, democratic socialism. I've got one. I've Soviet got, Union. I've got one. She's big on it. Yeah, she's always... All uh, the time, yeah, right? All the time. All the time. Mine she never shuts up about it. It's crazy. <laughs> but I think that the key thing is, we, when I was here last Friday, we were talking about education. You know, how many kids do you know have read the Communist Manifesto? I'm sure they've read some parts of it. Oh, yeah. How many kids know who Adam Smith is? Right. And if we don't stand for principles, we're, we're I believe, I hope I don't mind speaking for everyone here, we're all free market economists, free market capitalists at this table. Sure. If we're silent on free markets and on principles of freedom, who's going to talk about it? Because yeah, if we no don't one. do it, no one else is. Right. And then, of course, you're going to have people go, you know what, you tell me about communism, uh, that sounds okay. Well, right. I don't have the, what's the alternative? Yeah. So I, we yeah. need to make that case. I completely agree with that. I think, like, you know, part, like if you think about it, if you had a, a good set of parents, right, a part of your job, I think, as you grow older is to not only pass that on and be a good parent yourself, but also talk about what great parents you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we do the exact opposite here. Like, we take advantage. We, we were, we're happy that we have this wonderful country with all these principles, but we don't evangelize for capitalism at all. Yeah. We're afraid to say it. People are like, oh, you shouldn't say capitalism. It doesn't test well. Well, that's a problem. It should. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the fact that, you know, we've, we've lifted billions of people out of poverty should make any word, anything we want to call it test well. But you know, if we're not out there telling these stories and, and pushing hard for it, uh, nobody will be, and then it'll be gone. And then our kids will not have it to enjoy. Yeah. But you take any part of society, challenge for any of the listeners who are like, is capitalism really that good? Is free market worth it? If you believe it's 2019, you believe in Jesus Christ in some form. Take any part of society, don't let me influence you. Communications, health, food, transportation, farming, and look at it from 0 AD to 1750 AD, and look at the advancements. Mm. Took at that same section of society that you picked, don't let me influence you, and go from 1750 to today. Why is it the increases of advancement? Like, look, we're in, a, we're in a studio that's air-conditioned, that has lighting, that has cameras, that has cups, that has this plant. You have an iPad, you have access to the internet, we have, we have a polar bear in the corner, we have clocks, <laughs> we have everything, we have watches, we have fancy clothes, we have suits, we have microphones. All of this happened in the last couple of hundred years, or in most time in the last 10, 20, 30 years. Why? Because somewhere, somewhere, someone had a right to pursue their happiness and mm-hmm. to keep the fruits of their labor. If we don't, that's the empowerment argument. We want people to be successful. We want people to have a better tomorrow. They don't. They want to say, hey, you can do certain things, but then you've got to stop. And then we're going to tear you down. Which message wins? They didn't have fake cauliflower in the Soviet Union. Nope. Well, they, they did, but they, they, they were forced. That was all that's they had. That's what they ate. <laughs> that's, what they <laughs> ate. <laughs> that's what they ate. And it was fake. It wasn't real. Yeah. They ate the fake ones. Bernie actually went on in one of these segments to praise breadlines. Did you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played that yesterday. <laughs> breadlines. They're complaining they're about breadlines. Breadlines are great. <laughs> breadlines are great. Well, it depends on how Wait. good the bread is. Well, yeah, he did actually have a point if you listen to that clip because then he went on against French bread. 
Oh, Did really? Yeah. No um, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I heard that and I thought, well, oh, I thought of all the things that can bring Americans to Bernie, oh. it was like the French bread. Oh, we I hate did. the French. That's the one thing <laughs> I like about bread. <laughs> I was just in France last, uh, the, the last year, or earlier this year. Was, no, last year. And uh, the, the bread was the best part of it. Uh, so I, I completely, if you're going to have a, a mm-hmm. bread line, I would recommend you go to France. <laughs> uh, I, would like to ask, I would like to ask Bernie what I would be supposed to do in the event that there were bread lines because I don't eat bread. Oh, That's wow. That's true. Do they have a keto line for or, her? Or kale? Uh, well, here's the other thing kale. you have to do. Understand Ugh. is, you think it's bread and it's simple, but they have one, you need one thing to make that bread tasty. Your French bread was not made because of bread. It was made because of butter mm. and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So you may have That's bread and point. it's dull and it's bland and it's stale and it's like... Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. Can we end this? I'll have a butter, I'll have a butter <laughs> line. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's the butter line. <laughs> uh, all right. Yesterday's poll question, which element of the Jesse Smollett hoax was most absurd? This is, this is interesting. This is a tough one. It was. It was a really tough yeah. one. There were some really good options. 39% Chicago is MAGA country somehow. <laughs> 14%. Payment by check to the brother. <laughs> so good. So stupid. Uh, 25% keeping the noose on. Yeah, no, in that, the, that, in that's the, pretty phone good. Calls, yeah. all that. 22% of you said the tearful interview. Mm. Uh, and then it was funny because they also said, after they posted the poll, we only have four options. If we didn't have four options, we would have added the polar vortex. <laughs> he never dropped the sandwich. Oh, that's, Just all of it. It's that's all one of my favorite The main part of so it, that's, I, that's the, the key. The sandwich is the part I support right, with him. That's <laughs> the one thing I like about him. He well, it was tuna. He said it was a tuna sandwich. You don't let that go. No. You here, don't let that go. And here's the thing. If we, you know, if you had a crystal ball to see what he looks like in 20 years, mm-hmm. he's looking like me. You know, you, you're not that <laughs> dedicated to holding on to Subway and remaining skinny. He's going to need a lot more bleach. Metabolism is yeah. Yeah. Today's poll question, do you think the ISIS bride or brides should be permitted to return to the United States? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. None of you should say yes. Yes. Again, you're influencing. Yes. You're putting your finger on the scale yet again. Yes, yes I am. You and should be allowed There better not be an unsure option because you should not be unsure on this. I think we should put them immediately into Congress. That's what I think. <laughs> I agree. I want to know what the moderate position is on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. We'll have to find out. At The Blaze's Twitter, that is At The Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Hey, no, when, no, do, you, when you. do you fly out? All right, Monday. Monday. Uh, joke's on you because uh, Immigrations is actually at the back door and they will be escorting <laughs> you go. back to Ireland. <laughs> so a little early flight, but it's a free flight. Yes, awesome. thanks for coming. Can I have a MAGA hop? Because yes. this is my country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. See you Monday. It's unbelievable. You used to check instead of cash. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.